Happy Monday, friends. Today's episode brings Pat Hurtlundy. He is a health coach as well as a trainer and shares his path to how he got to where he is today, as well as his past and digging deep into the roots of what causes us to become who we are. And just wanted to give a fair warning that towards the end of the episode, there is some of it that might be a little bit triggering in regards to suicide and mental health and depression. But listen, enjoy, and I hope that you all know that there are resources out there for you and that it takes a community to really heal in whatever aspect that you are going through. Hi, Pat. What's up, Allison? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, pretty good, actually. Just kind of tired. <laughs> the, the loss of an hour, right? I was just on the phone with my cousin and he yeah. did not realize that we had a switch. Yeah. So, cause I was, I got up this morning to kind of you know, take scout out and stuff like that. And I looked at my clocks. I'm like, God, why is this so early? And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's daylight savings. There you go. Yeah. Well, so. I got, I saw you drinking. It looked like a coffee. I got my coffee right here so, too. Yeah. I've got my coffee and then I've got my aminos. <laughs> so Nice. I got some, a big jug of uh, electrolytes yeah. here. So we're, yeah. we're on the same path. Yeah, exactly. I, I was, I usually do my greens at night. So I got, okay. Um, but I have a variety, but thank you. Uh, so thank you for joining me today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for being flexible and, and dealing yeah. with my need to reschedule a couple of times, but no, I got no a little uh, office here. The wife and kids are, are playing. Oh, Theodore, nice. We're going to take his uh, monster trucks out into the snow later. Oh, um, that's awesome. Gonna, he wants to make like ramps out of snow, similar to sand. So I yeah. told him uh, that's what we have planned after this call. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I love that. I'm glad that he likes like my my nieces are like that too. So you can't go wrong with monster trucks. No, definitely not. I mean, he has. We were going through all the names yesterday. He has. Yeah. He has them lined up. He's got like 35 of them. He has so many That's of them, awesome. and he'll go. He'll go between. Um, there's Hot Wheel branded ones, and then there's yep. monster truck branded ones, uh, and he is like so against the hot wheel branded ones right now it's only really? monster jam ones yeah because there's, there's uh that's a great question i got maybe i should ask him yeah um, he it's just the the four-year-old interests he goes yeah. in between things so quickly it'll be dinosaurs then it'll be books and like puzzles then drawing then yeah. uh maybe hot wheels just the little like uh cars then back to to monster jam or something like that so right now it's deep within uh monster jam but no hot wheels monster jam that's kind of how um, my niece is because she's five she literally one day she'll be like i'm gonna play hockey and then the next day she's like i want to be a ballet dancer it's like you do you i mean at this point you're going to be changing your mind several times right. anyways <laughs> and it's it's fun to be around because they're so passionate and so excited and right. he knows so much about them it's crazy like yeah hearing some of the words that he'll learn like the the underneath portion of the monster truck yeah. is the chassis and he was telling me all about the different colors of the chassis and I oh, was that's like funny how do you even know what that word yeah. <laughs> no I remember like my older niece when she was uh yeah actually still to this day because she's been wanting to be a marine biologist for the longest time so she like has taught me so many different types of sharks and I had like yeah. no idea I mean I knew sharks but like 
the depth that she goes in and like the history and like what they're about. It's just like, uh, where do you store this information? But right. Yeah. And then they have so many different topics they know so much about, which yeah. is, is cool. The the developing brain, which yeah. you probably, uh, I listened to, to Cronny's episode yeah. when uh, you guys were talking about, what was it, at 26? Yeah, um, so your brain's fully developed at 26. Um, and then obviously, like, up until that point, if you, you know, if you drink or anything like that, it still, it, it damages your frontal lobe, like, right. a lot more than people realize, because I think in the sense of, society's terms of being an adult at 18 they don't think right. about the actual like brain portion of everything so it was definitely like something that was fun to learn about in college so can't complain um no I think that's cool because everyone uh I mean I think for me at 26 I I had some big breakthroughs uh Cronny obviously talked about mm -hmm. that um I think a lot of people do and without really understanding that they're, they're reaching like a full stage of development and have like full capabilities to, to reason right. more, right? Well, and I could have gone into like way more depth with Crani on, you know, like the, his, the, the relationship of food and the eating habits with the prefrontal cortex and, you know, the dopamine yeah. release and all that stuff. But I was like, that's, that could be for another episode. <laughs> right, exactly. But it, yeah. it's still, it is, uh, super interesting yeah um, a lot I of think. people don't and, know that about me um about what I went to school for because I don't really talk about it because I don't do it for a living <laughs> yeah so. I uh what what changed after college for you what when did you decide that that wasn't something that you were wanting to pursue? Uh, so actually honestly it was because I was just trying to find a job uh yeah because at the time it, you know like the the economy wasn't the greatest so Basically, I just wanted to have a job so I could have a steady income to pay off my student loans. Um, yeah. So that's kind of, bit, that was like my thought process behind it. But then I ended up loving my current job. And, um, but I still have a, like, there's like, a, in the back of my mind, there's still like a little bit of me that wants to go back and do counseling and therapy for people. Um, okay. Is that what you were uh originally thinking yeah so actually my original plan was to you know get my master's and phd and become a, a therapist for children of like alcoholic or like abusive homes uh yeah. that's because i grew up in a mentally abusive home with my dad um and he was also an alcoholic and it just yeah the two of it together was just terrible for my brother and i and my mom right right so i just kind of wanted to be able to help kids in that aspect know that they can grow up to be successful and to know that there's definitely a way out of it and healing so yeah yeah um so were you were you just saying that that is something that you are thinking about at some point potentially going back to yeah it's still in the back yeah, of your actually mind? it's still in the back of my mind I've been looking back at I've been actually looking at like uh you know graduate programs and stuff like that um just because I know there's like a calling for me to help others yeah. in some sort of aspect in life. Um, that's just, I think that's just my personality. So hence why yeah, I, think, I started the podcast of creating space for people. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I think that's uh, um, one thing I'm really grateful for is in my role as a coach. Now I get to sit down with so many people and like hear all yeah. the different backgrounds and experiences and hear how similar we are. Yep. And then how, how different we are too. But um, I was recently sitting down with a woman who um, is going back to nursing school later in life okay. um, and is feeling really called for it. So 
I'd encourage you to keep exploring. And uh, yeah. I would bet based off like exactly what you just described, wanting to to show people that coming from that experience doesn't necessarily dictate where you can, where you have to be later in right. life, that you can be successful, that you, you can be happy and achieve a, a level of self-esteem. Yeah. Um, uh, like in a very positive way that maybe the route that you needed to take was, was pursue a profession outside of that, go back to school to show yeah. like, Hey, at this point in my life, now I'm, I'm even better equipped to, to yeah. communicate that message. Well, so, and, and you gain so much different knowledge and experience throughout the years as you get older, that it just shapes you a lot more differently than when you're in your, again, going back to the development of your brain, the early twenties where you're not right. You know, you have an idea in your mind of what you want to do, but it's not necessarily the right thing to do at that time. Yeah. Well, I think I, that's something that, I mean, I took a very roundabout way. I was trying to become a dentist for so long. Yeah, um, I remember that. You're saying uh, that. Yeah, because I, I went, so I changed my mind a few different times. I went, uh, um, growing up homeschooled, I always, I always loved sports and things like that. I um, mm -hmm. was a, a big reader. Um, uh, and was really interested in athletic training. So I went okay. to W. Eau Claire and I was first going to be an athletic trainer, then switched to physical therapy. And then through, um, getting started into my kin's program, decided, uh, or learned that, um, I could still stick with that program and declare mm -hmm. like a, uh, almost a second major. It was a pre pre-professional health sciences minor. Okay. And it was just like all the sciences yeah. essentially. Um, but that would allow me to uh, set up to where I could apply to things like medical school or dental school. Okay. Um, and my dad being a dentist uh, mm -hmm. and owning his own practice, it was like this great opportunity. Um, but I, I was always way more driven towards um, like health and wellness from a more holistic side. Yeah. Uh, and didn't really just have the awareness at, at that point. And yeah. And, battled with my own struggles with weight, especially through college, gaining a ton of weight and then not getting into dental school after, after mm -hmm. college, and then deciding to go get my master's in nutrition, which I was just going to use to reapply. Uh, and kind of through that finally found a sustainable way to, to lose weight myself and keep it off. And that was like the huge light bulb moment of, yeah, let me, uh, go into to some coaching. So like most of my early twenties was spent pursuing the thing that I later realized I wasn't as passionate as I thought about and, and wasn't yeah. the, the thing for me. So, so many people, I think, struggle with that. Like mm -hmm. I'll talk to so many people in their earlier twenties and they they'll say very similar things. And I think we, we tend to put so much pressure on ourselves yeah. to, to like figure it out so yeah. young. Uh, like I got to move out. I got to go and uh, graduate college and, and then immediately transition into this, this perfect life. Uh, yeah. And it, it doesn't tend to work out that way. And I'm way happier now than I think I would have been if any of that would have worked out the way I yeah. wanted it to. I mean, it is crazy because again, I feel like, you know, in college, I don't know about your school, but for our school, like you have to declare your major, I think by your sophomore year of college. And so you know, it's like only what right. two years into schooling and you still are like, shit, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Like that's yeah. 50 years from now or whatever it might be. So it's like, okay, I guess I'm going to declare pre-med biology, but it's just yeah, those things where it's like, once you start diving deep into it and kind of coming of your own, it's just like, okay, now I know what my passion is. And now I want to have, I want to create that pathway 
to that end goal of what I want to do for a living. But yeah, I agree with you. It's definitely interesting because you kind of have to do, it is a roundabout way in general for everyone because you kind of have to do so many different things in order to figure out what's best for you. Yeah. Um, uh, I think we, we get so caught up. So many people get, get caught up in, in, in some of that planning, um, where we, we limit ourselves from almost not even trying things and you, you have to, to learn through experience. Um, I, I love movies and I always like quote movies or make references, excuse me, but, uh, in the Wizard of Oz, they have that winding yellow brick road. Yeah. We, we always want that straight path to something. But mm-hmm. what I've really learned is the more winding it gets, the more you you experience, the more you learn and you you end up there faster than you think. And it ends up being a different yet better place. Yeah. Um, if you if you focus on um, the, the positives within it, like we can also get sucked away into to so many other negative things yeah. uh, along that, along that journey. But if you surround yourself with a positive community of, and, and support um, uh, and, and work on pursuing that, which you find exciting, yeah. uh, you, you'll usually move in the right direction. Yeah, that's what I think I've been, I, I think I've probably honestly mentioned you in like every single episode I've recorded because <laughs> I, I appreciate I, that. but I mean, really you have been such a fucking pillar in everything I've been going through, especially in the last year that I just cannot thank you enough. Um, and I, again, that goes back to surrounding yourself with the right community and the right support system, because again, going back to, you know, college and your, in your twenties, I surrounded myself with not necessarily everyone I surrounded myself with, but most of the people I was surrounded by were toxic. You know, it's like, they were always wanting to go out and party, um, get drunk or, you know, do this, do that. And it was just like, I just ended up going down that pathway of, all right, I'm just going to keep drinking because this is like the only thing that we can do as friends and it's, it takes such a toll on you, like mentally, physically. Um, Absolutely. It, and not that I don't, you know, it's, I obviously drink now, but it's just like surrounding yourself with them. And they were not only just the ones that would drink all the time. They were always like the ones that would be like, I'm so fat. Like I need to lose weight, but then they wouldn't do anything. Like they wouldn't put their words into yeah. actions. And that was just something that ended up hurting me more than I would like to admit. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, uh, first I, I, I appreciate, um, you mentioning me that that's very humbling. Uh, and, and I'm grateful for the community that we have at any time. I have one person and, um, I may be able to make some impacts, but without you, Cronny, Matt, uh, Amanda, so many other, other people, um, that have, that have passed through without, uh, Kyle, uh, opening up the gym and and, yeah. and giving us that that space to to create this type of community to support each other without being able to welcome in new people, um, then then we wouldn't have that that same uh, uh, sense of community and that that same positive impact. Yeah. But um, I relate so so much to to what you were describing about um, in, within the earlier twenties, and I think yeah. so many people we get caught up being comfortable in like just those negative environments and yeah. we get complacent with our relationships. Uh, earlier you mentioned, um, uh, when Cronny was talking about his relationship with food, yeah. uh, uh, and like how some of that, um, 
really impacts our brain development and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, all our relationships from people to, to objects and in so many things and the way we look at them, the way we speak about them, the way we speak about ourselves, uh, we're always listening and, and people uh, tend to speak about themselves very negatively uh, yeah. a lot of the times in this world. And then if I don't have very, when I'm speaking poorly about myself, of course, my self-esteem is going to go down. And then if I don't have a high view of myself, yeah. uh, then I'm not going to take care of myself in the way that I should be. And then I'm going to be more likely to drink and then I'm going to be more nasty. And then the person, yeah. my friend, Allison, who I'm around uh, is going to start doing some of those very similar things. So in a positive community, people can uplift each other and in a mm -hmm. negative environment, it can just be like that quicksand that, that just pulls you yeah. away. So um, that environment um, can, can really dictate so much. Yeah. I mean, you've, uh, people feed off of each other. We're humans. I mean, that's just how we are. You know, it's, you assimilate yourself with who you're around and what you're doing. You know, if I'm eating cheeseburgers and fries every single day, I'm going to eventually feel like shit. <laughs> like, right. so it, it's just that whole, I guess, you know, the, the whole fact of doing what is not only best for yourself, but that can also, um, kind of radiate outwards towards other people. Yeah. Because you want to be able to continue that and be, as you always say, be sustainable in what you do in life. Yeah. Uh, that, excuse me, that's the, that's the most important thing. Cause, um, uh, any goal that we achieve, the, the worst thing we can do then is, is to, to backslide on that. Like, so sustainability, yeah. it should be achieve something. And then how can I set myself up to achieve the next thing or to maintain that? Um, uh, and, um, the support of others can be so important, but the, the little actions that you can take, I really want to focus so much more for myself on momentum than motivation. Mm -hmm. Uh, cause motivation can, can come and go, uh, almost dependent on the sun, like on yeah. a rainy, cloudy day. Yeah. It's so much harder for me to, to get up out of bed and to go do the things that I know I need to do, but yeah. I know I need to do those things. And, and if I rely more on habits and routine, then uh, it, it's not the, the weather that dictates that I get out of bed. It's that I got out of bed yesterday and the day right. before and that the, the water or the workouts or all those other things, but it, it builds slowly. But once you're in that routine, uh, it's so much harder to fall off of it. And then when you yeah. fall off of it, it's so much harder to, to get back on. So that sustained momentum for me is, is where I really have to focus. Yeah. I like that word momentum. Cause uh, we were, I, when I was talking to Megan, she said the same thing. It's like, you can be motivated, but at the same time, that motivation is going to, isn't going to help you reach your goals because you can be motivated to do so many different things. But at the end of the day, if you don't have that discipline and consistency, it's going to go to shit. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and I just like, I think I just uh, looked at like, it was like a Joe Rogan, like clip of him saying like, fuck your motivation, because it's not motivation that's going to get you. It's the the work you put in the discipline, the con um, continuity of everything you do. Right. Um, uh, there have been a few people that I, that I've read that have been like super impactful on my life. And, and I know you've, you've talked about David Goggins in different episodes. Yeah. He, he, and listening to him, reading his books, reflecting a lot of what he does has really helped me 
um, uh, Jocko uh, Willink, who uh, uh, Karani also mentioned a couple yep. of his books. Um, he's very focused on ownership uh, and discipline. And that idea of ownership was really important for me uh, yeah. a few years ago, especially becoming a dad. Um, but uh, Jordan Peterson is another person um, who's a uh, psychologist who okay. really, um, uh, a lot of his writing, uh, at a certain point in my life, I was feeling really badly uh, when mm -hmm. I was not getting into, into dental school. My self-esteem was terrible. I was really yeah. heavy, not taking care of myself. I was isolating myself from a lot of the world. I'd go study at the library. Then I'd either go see a movie by myself. I'd go to mm -hmm. like the uh, gas station, load up on candy and stuff them in my uh, winter jacket to go watch Star Wars or something. Yeah. Um, but at that time, I, I started listening to uh, some of this, uh, Jordan Peterson's talks. And he was saying, um, he, he, he uh, really talked about that um, there's like this yin and yang that we're, we're so aware of, like this, this light and dark, this uh, mm -hmm. negative and positive, however we want to look at it. Um, and that we're capable, every human being is capable of uh, both. Yeah. And that it, it's momentum that will frequently take us there. And that if we don't engage with those things that lead us to the positive side of us, that the negative, which is more automatic, will take over and pull us, pull us through. So yeah. it started to, to really show me that that place in my life that I, I did feel a little trapped by was somewhat from my, or it was very much because of the actions I had taken and the way that I was living my life and that mm -hmm. I could pull myself out of it. And um, he wrote a book, uh, 12 Rules for Life. And the second rule, um, I'm, I may butcher this, but the second rule is we should care for ourselves in a way that we would care for someone we're responsible for helping. And he mm -hmm. starts talking about um, if your dog gets sick, you're going to do whatever you can to make sure that dog gets better. Yep. Um, but why don't we as human beings take that same care for ourselves? We just happen yeah. to live sick like all the time, whether it's yeah. physically or mentally. And that was like so powerful to me because um, like uh, if your uh, um, friend is, is doing certain things, we're going to probably say we're going to want to yeah. support them. We're going to go out of our way um, to, to help them to, to say, Hey, I'm noticing that you're, uh, um, you seem tired all the time. How are you? Right. Yeah. Uh, but we don't, we don't do that, uh, for ourselves. So back to almost how that can apply to, to that idea of momentum and motivation. Um, one of the problems with motivation is we just get so caught up in the new, like when yeah. someone sets a goal, if your friend sets a goal and they want to achieve something that's going to take a full year and they keep coming to you and then, and they change their goal over and over because they get motivated by something, you're probably yeah. going to say, ask him about what is this um, or what happened to that, that original, or how are you doing on that original goal? How are you moving yeah. towards that? Um, uh, so when we build that momentum, uh, we're not caught up so much in those polls, those, those polls that will happen. Cause we're just going to get motivated by, by new, exciting things yeah. all the time. Uh, so if I can, again, go back to that idea of relying on that momentum, my daily habits, my daily routines, uh, um, and organizing them in a sustainable, easy way. We also love to focus on how hard can I make this? Yeah. Uh, if I can make it easy to stick to every day, then it's much easier to sustain. And then suddenly I have the momentum that will carry to me to that goal. But um, uh, all that, sorry to say that uh, that momentum piece versus the motivation yeah. is so important.
Yeah. So what kind of, I guess, I know you mentioned that you were, you know, kind of in that darker place at the time uh, when you were applying for a med- or applying for dental school and stuff like that. What was something that basically helped pivot you into the other direction of more towards like the positive light and um, realizing that you need to get out of, you know, stopping at the gas station and getting candy and isolating yourself? What was that kind of pivotal moment for you? Um. Great question. Uh, I don't think there was really a specific moment. Uh, I'll, I'll share in a second. There was like one big change that, that mm-hmm. I did. Um, but I, I knew the whole time it was happening. I knew yeah. I was not doing, I was not caring for myself in the way that I yeah. should. And that's what led to, to some of the, the isolation. So okay. one thing that I, I try to be really open about is that, um, that I kind of, yeah, I didn't, like, from a very young age, I, I always felt like a, a heavier kid. I, I grew up uh, not super heavy, but I, I grew up with extra body weight, uh, even though I was a swimmer. Um, it actually helped me be a good swimmer, I think, because it, it was buoyant. It helped me float. Um, but uh, um, I kind of got on, on both sides of, um, I love my family, and, and they've uh, pushed me to develop in so many positive ways, and I love mm-hmm. both my grandparents. Um, uh, all have passed on, but on my mom's side, my, my grandparents, that was the house where we got to go and snack like crazy okay. there. There was the, the, uh, clean plate club. You got to finish everything that you eat. So they, okay. um, lived through the great depression and they yeah. almost had their mission of we're going to fatten up our grandkids. We want our grandkids yeah. to be happy and just enjoy food because that's not something that we did. And then my dad's mother, um, was way more image conscious and and she would uh make comments to us that would um almost make me aware like everything starts from awareness i never felt like that anything that i that i was fat until i started to think about uh different things that that maybe my grandma would say or that other people might say and she she loved us dearly and and i don't mean that to to come across as like that i'm I'm just bashing but it's just yeah acknowledging where, where that self-esteem, uh, issues started to come from. So all throughout high school into college, uh, it was something that, that was very present on my mind, Mm -hmm. uh, was, was always that thing that, uh, that I never felt, um, comfortable in my own skin. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I I swam my first year of college and stopped to, cause I wasn't able to keep up with my grades and I wanted to to perform better in school. Um, and I put the freshman 30 on. Like I swam okay. my first semester, all my eating habits stayed the same. I think very similar to what Cronny said, all you can eat calf, those yeah. triple cheeseburgers and extra fries. They were yeah. so much fun to get with the boys. You get a big glass of pop. Well, and you're like out that. on your own, you know, like you're yeah. not, not with your, you're not, your parents aren't around you to tell you what to do. You're so right. you're kind of like, oh, I get all this freedom. I'm just going to do whatever right. I want. And, and I had just the homeschool experience. So I, I was very yeah. introverted, but still like very curious and wanted to engage with so many different things. And, and one of the fun ways that I, I found that I, I could really engage with people was with food. Uh, and, and yeah. uh, that was like where a lot of like my community, uh, came from, um, which later on now is really important for me to acknowledge because that was something that I, I always struggled with, mm-hmm. um, is uh, I do great. So got really heavy through my, through my first couple years of college. Um, and then I got really into to lifting. That's okay. when I, I got into powerlifting yeah. uh, and strength training. Um, 
uh, and was able to, to, to lose some weight and start to feel a little bit better, but still uh, was really motivated to, to get down to um, uh, seeing something like visible abs. I'd always, of course, like most guys wanted to, wanted yeah. to get a six pack, yeah. um, uh, but um, really struggled to get down there. And a thing that I really struggled with is, is I would count my calories. And then in the evening, I really struggled to, to stop. And a lot of that is that community aspect. Mm-hmm. I loved to sit down and like eat popcorn and watch a movie with a roommate or something yeah. like that, or watch a, a sports game and, and we got snacks or we, or we got some drinks or something yeah. like that. So I I'd do really well. And then the evening would come, I'd battle with the, am I going to have any, or am I not? I'd always have some. And then it's like, oh, you, you caved on your diet. Let's, yeah. let's just cave like crazy and, and enjoy the night. And then you're looking at yourself in the mirror, like tomorrow's going to be better. You wake up and because you've never addressed the root cause of the relationship of the food, the people and everything that I'm doing, yeah. I'm just doing it every single night. And then, right. uh, just like you said earlier, like we, we say things so often I set a goal and then I don't follow through with it. What happens when that occurs? I just feel mm-hmm. terrible about myself. So it, slowly, slowly spirals. And as I graduate college and move uh, back home, I'm no longer around all my friends. And they were a very positive support system. I had a lifting buddy. We worked out at the gym every single day together. Um, And I started to feel really lonely. And the thing that I, all I could turn to was the food. Uh, So I, I still got that benefit of that. What I thought like that community type feeler, I began to associate like the uh, the food with, um, that like comfort that I was getting around other people. Right. Um, so I just turned, turned to that, um, and continued to gain weight, stopped really working out. Like I said, really was feeling poorly about myself. And then, um, in January, 2017 Mm -hmm. or, uh, February, 2017, uh, my mom has some autoimmune disorders and she asked me to try the keto diet with her. Um, I had tried so many different things in my past from counting calories to, to fasting, to, to so many other, um, ways of eating. Uh, and I was like, you know what, I'll try one more. I've been motivated for this forever. Um, she positioned it in a really good way that actually got me to, to like fully commit to it, which is that, uh, she wanted to see if it helped with her symptoms, um, so what she did uh, is she pulled out of me, like wanting to support my mom, not even that I was doing it for myself. I should right. have been doing it for myself. Right. Um, and that was like a big thing that, that like was the light bulb. Like if it was one moment, it was the few weeks after um, getting on keto, yeah. feeling the momentum of that. I realized that I do really well. There are people typically fall into two categories. They are either really good abstainers, which is what I found I am, where if I can't have carbs, <laughs> excuse me, I don't really think about them. I'm okay. Yeah. Um, and then there are other people who would be more, I forget how they, uh, we talked about it in my master's, I forget what they would say, but like moderators where they do the everything in moderation really well. And if you can't tell me yeah. I can't have something, then all I'm going to think about is those carbs. And, and yeah. then when I get a chance to have them, I go way overboard. So um, I, I started to lose weight pretty quickly over the uh, first couple of weeks. A lot of that was water weight, but that's still super exciting. Like yeah. when you haven't lost weight forever. Um, and at that same time is when I decided to get my master's in nutrition. Uh, so it was kind of a, I'm shutting the door on dentistry for a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to pursue this other thing while I'm now suddenly feeling this, this level of personal success that I never have starting yeah. to, to feel a little bit better about myself. Um, it was also, I think turning to summer and, uh, I, um, was rekindling some relationships with friends, uh, Kyle yeah. being one of them. Um, and, uh, that like just really pushed me. Um, and then along the, the way, there've been so many others, my son being born, yeah. uh, my daughter being born, things like that. But committing to myself through keto by almost being tricked to commit to yeah. it <laughs> for my mom was the, uh, was the, the thing that turned me, I would say. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, it kind of goes, I, I get the whole, like with, with grandparents and like the, the, the errors they grew up with, because like my parents grew up like in the Philippines. So at the time when they were mm-hmm. growing up, it was a third world country. So, you know, to have food on the plate was a blessing. So I remember like my mom right. telling me that, um, you know, because there's always like floods and tsunamis in the Philippines, like my grandparents would put like fish bones up on the cabinets to save for later to make like a soup broth um, because in case a flood would come through and take away all the other food, they would at least have the soup bones. You need a little bit. Yeah. And so my parents always did the guilting us into, well, there's poor people that don't have food. So I get the whole like eating everything that you have. um, But at the same time, it does kind of create also a, a negative connotation in a sense, because then now you're associating that with, yeah. um, I have to eat everything on my plate. Um, well, it be, it's what's crazy to, or it's so interesting to me, at, um, uh, how subconscious all of that is. I, yeah. I had like totally forgotten about it or didn't really even think about its impact until a few months ago, we were at a wedding and yeah. I was cleaning my plate with my bread, like for yeah. big occasions, I'll allow myself to to go off and eat more carbs. And I was cleaning my plate with my bread. And this woman next to me is like, wow, that's a really clean plate. And I had this, (laughs) like just brought back to my grandma's kitchen, like clean plate club. And I was like, holy shit, I've been cleaning my plate my entire life. Like exactly that way. Like I will scoop the little bit of like sauce almost with, with a spoon. Um, so it's so deeply ingrained. It Um, really is. It's so interesting. So kind of you know, flash forward to now that, you know, you're at any time, what, uh, what ended up, cause I know you and Kyle had gone to college together. So what had you end up going to any time in general, since you're, you were still getting your master's in nutrition, right? When he, yeah. So I, um, uh, one of my roommates in my soft, so, um, I had this really cool sophomore year experience at college where we lived in an overflow room. Uh, okay. where me and some friends from freshman year, like six of us buddies, reserved a room uh, mm-hmm. at the top floor of uh, Towers North, which is the, the tallest dorm. So we had okay. this kick-ass view of the of the river. And it was like, hell yeah, going into sophomore year, we're going to have this big open space. Yeah. We'd already planned to like build these triple bunk beds so we could maximize <laughs> the space and, yeah. and have so much fun. Um, and then out of nowhere, with like no notice, two of the guys we planned it with dropped out. Okay. Uh, and it was decided to transfer to Madison. It was like big surprise. And um, this one random guy got, got put in there and he ended up becoming one of my best friends. Uh, his name's okay. Travis. And he and Kyle became good friends in college too. And they were living together Got it. Um, in St. Louis Park. Uh, so I was one of the, the friendships I was really rekindling um, uh, was with uh, Travis and he was mm-hmm. living with Kyle and um, 
so we started to become better friends there. Uh, because of the way I was studying like so much, like yeah. I go to the library for like eight hours a day. Um, I had the opportunity. I don't know if uh, Kyle's ever talked about, um, I, you definitely know Kilo is Husky, but he had a key, uh, another puppy, Timber, which is a very sad story. Got distemper as a puppy and oh, ended up uh, passing away. Yeah, but okay. uh, I would go and, and help let his dogs out and go care okay. for his dogs and things like that. And, yeah. and then we started to become much better friends um, through that. Uh, uh, and he then started to tell me he was uh, working for any time at the time. So he, yeah. I knew of him in college. Sorry, I'm bouncing around, but no, you're fine. we weren't super good friends. He yeah. was a trainer at Gold's Gym, which me and my, my lifting uh, buddy Lecce used to go all the time and, and okay. we'd talk to him um, and hang out with him some, but weren't, I, he and I weren't super close. Yeah. Then in, in, uh, he worked at massage envy for a little bit, then moved to anytime. So I, he would talk about anytime and, mm-hmm. and he loved it. Um, uh, and, and spoke about it so highly and then started to share that he, he was always interested in, in opening his own gym, but yeah. I don't think he'd fully thought about it being any time necessarily, yeah. but had an opportunity and, and loved the company so much that he did decide that it was going to be any time. So mm-hmm. I'd be over at his condo and they'd start to talk about it and uh, he'd plan it out. I'd help him pick out some machines and, and go yeah. over the layout and things like that. Um, and I was, uh, in my master's, uh, working full-time at Canterbury, um, uh, Bunny and I were together. Uh, yeah. uh, she was pregnant with Theodore. Okay. Um, and he had just asked me, I, at the time I was interested in becoming a functional medicine doctor with all okay. the impacts, uh, the positive yeah. impacts that, that diet and lifestyle change had made on yeah. me and, and what I was learning in my master's and a few books I had read, um, and, and things I'd listened to was really showing the need, um, for uh lifestyle interventions yeah. versus just uh medicine <laughs> um, exactly the pharmaceutical um, sides <laughs> yeah so yeah. he kyle uh, invited me to come on part-time as a, a health coach um so i was gonna work like six hours a week uh yeah. just do kind of some consults and some health coaching um but because he had just opened the gym it was shorter staffed. He had need for training. Like I was not okay. planning to, to come on and, and really do much training or, yeah. I think he always wanted me to train and just, we hadn't talked about it much, but, uh, yeah. the first couple of weeks I, I had all these people scheduled with me for training sessions. Yeah. Um, and it was so busy and, and I just didn't like think to ask or anything. And I was like, all right, let's, let's learn, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, that was, I came on right after it opened June of, of 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and by September had realized I loved it so much. It was pushing me to grow that I, I quit my Canterbury job and came over full time. Yeah. Um, and, and came on as, as more training than, than coaching. But I think, I mean, obviously this is from like my own personal experience of training with you. I think you still, are great at coaching in a sense through the trainings that we do. Um, and it's not something that's like a, like an obvious thing that you are flat out saying like, this is what you need to do, but it's almost, uh, like inadvertently building our confidence within ourselves of shit. I can lift heavier than I I think I can, or, um, I, (laughs) I could do more cardio than I think I can, but you know, it's, it's just, 
you do such a great job and that's why all of your seven o'clocks are like full every time I was talking to Jack the other day and he was like yeah like like I have to like try and schedule but it's like it's they're always so full I'm like you got to do it like a month in advance but <laughs> no I think it's it's great because you create that sense of I, I, I think the best word for, to describe it would be like, you create a safe environment because I've, I've worked with personal trainers in the past, like many different gyms. And it, although they were great at training, they also, they weren't good at taking that training and really transforming someone mentally and physically. And I think that's like the biggest key to me, at least is when you have like the mental component and the physical component, you can be fucking unstoppable. Right. Um, first, I, I appreciate all of that. Um, I, that's really what I dis- I learned is that through training, it, it it actually gave me the opportunity to to coach in the way that mm-hmm. I always wanted to. So now I get to do while I'm not pursuing functional medicine. I, I do. A, I get to. Uh, I'm not working at all in the scope that, that I would have there, but through training, through engaging, um, with you and so many other people. And first I get to learn from you guys so much, like everyone is so similar yet so different. Um, and, uh, what I've found is that through, um, training, we can really start to open up for that growth, for that development. And I truly believe that the mental, precedes and must precede the physical mm-hmm. um uh and and some of that i've gotten really from david goggins and, and other people but a lot from my own experience um i think a lot of trainers uh don't um maybe have the the same uh i won't even say that actually i was going to say i don't think they'd have the the same path uh that i have and maybe the same body image yeah. issues but i've i've really learned that all of us have a certain level of insecurity about ourselves yeah. that, that we want to work on. And it, and it's all, um, between our own ears. Uh, so yeah. whatever I can do, um, to, to build that confidence, um, the way that I, I've found the most effective to help people with is through physical and is through training so that, that, yeah. that they can combine. Um, but it really is all about the mental. Yeah. And I, again, I, 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 I just, I can't thank you enough for, again, that this past year has been just, it rocked my world because I, I mean, I've always had, I've always struggled with mental health in general. Cause I've always had, I was diagnosed with se- severe depression a lot, like back, I think in high school, even, or middle school and anxiety. So I had all of that. Um, but it wasn't until I started actually going from, as you said earlier, the holistic standpoint of things, um, and really trying to focus on getting my mind right in order to get my, my physical health right. And, um, just knowing you were there in the corner to support me during like my, one of my toughest years was the most impactful thing I could have asked for, because even like, I remember at one point you looked at me and you were like, Hey, how's it going? And I just was like, I had a hat on and I just started crying <laughs> like, because I was like, Oh my God, I'm just breaking down. And, but, but I knew that if I kept showing up for myself and for you as my coach at the gym, I will eventually heal. I will get there. Um, but it, I mean, it definitely takes time. And I think that's one of the things I want to emphasize too, is that 
people need to know that there's no quick fix. There's it's it's all about building yourself, um, you know, throughout a year or throughout whatever, you know, however long you're trying to focus on your goal, but it's just, you're not going to see changes overnight. Right. Um, absolutely. Um, uh, thank you first for, for sticking with us for, for as long as you have through, through the tough times, like as terrible as it is to say, oftentimes when people are going through difficult times, we, we start cutting off our our support system. Uh, and I, I, I wouldn't even um, begin to to guess where some of that comes from. Maybe some or uh, some could come from that we don't want to even show people that we're we're not the perfect version of ourselves. Like yeah. we, we're so obsessed with presenting a certain version of ourselves. But um, I think it really starts with with being honest and open with people mm-hmm. um, uh, because it takes a ton of patience, and patience is really hard. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, one thing that, that having a ton of younger siblings and now being a dad and, and being a coach has, has really shown me is, is, um, how difficult patience can be at times, but when you are patient, how, uh, amazing you feel as you get certain results or as you yeah. notice changes, like when you look back at yourself six months after doing something continuously, we don't see day by day progress, but suddenly in a right. picture, in a thought, maybe I, I catch myself speaking about something differently. Mm-hmm. That's really where I, I choose to focus a lot on is, is the words we use and how we speak about things because they really impact the way we think about things and, and then yeah. how we act within it. Um, but suddenly for me, what happened is uh, um, I did, I had one moment that I remember at the gym one time where I didn't recognize myself in the mirror. I had lost so much weight. Um, uh, I, I, one thing I'm very aware of is I I have a certain level of body dysmorphia where I, what I see in a mirror is not, I've realized what, what everyone else does. Mm -hmm. Um, and through all the, the weight loss that, that, um, I would still very much see the the heavier version of myself, or I'd always grab my, grab my stomach or the loose skin or things like that. But one day I did not recognize myself in the mirror. I was like, uh, caught myself like seeing like this skinnier guy. And then I looked up and saw the face. I was like, Holy shit, that's me. Yeah. Um, and it like was this crazy moment of awareness that wait, I have changed over this time. Mm -hmm. Um, so the patience is, is, is so key. Um, and is still so hard. Well, and for me, I mean, I actually, I just started opening up about this, but at the time when, you know, everything was going on in my life and I was really struggling like internally, um, cause I grew up in a family was, we're very much like, we couldn't cry. We couldn't show emotion. Like that's not what we do. Um, you have to suck it up and show everything's great. So carrying that into my adulthood and then suffering from something traumatic. Um, it just, it, it kind of like hit me really hard. And I was, I was in a very dark place to the point where I tried to take my own life. Um, I, I told Amanda, I was like, I'm probably going to cry talking to Pat. Um, but it honestly, it was because of you and the community that we have at any time that really help me. And like, um, Jen, obviously she, because she was like, I need to text Pat. I need to tell him that like, you're not doing okay. Um, cause I broke down to her and crying. Um, and 
without that, I, I don't, I honestly don't think I would have made it. I don't think I could have been where I am at now, physically and mentally. Um, so I just, I have so much gratitude for you, Kyle, the gym, like everyone in our, in our sessions, because I was at that dark place and I didn't think I'd ever be at that dark place again, where, cause I had tried taking my life um, years back, but I had never, I had gotten to the point where I wasn't going to do that, um, until obviously everything happened all at once. And it was just, it, it rocked me to the core and to have that community and open up to you guys and feeling that safety with you guys. It was fucking huge. Like I honestly, like, again, I can't thank you guys enough because no one knows like how bad it really was for me because I just kept it all to myself. Right. Um, first, thank you so much for, for sharing and for sticking through yeah. uh, with going through all of that. And uh, you got some pretty kick-ass friends. Uh, I, yeah. Jen, to, to do something like that, to, to advocate for you, um, that, that's really powerful. Um, yeah. And even for you to, to share with her when I'm sure that's like the hardest thing or the last thing you yeah. wanted to do. Um, we're so great at internalizing especially the, the, the negatives that, that we yeah. go through and, and it's like they stiff upper lip or, or whatever we want to think mm -hmm. about. Um, there can be so much toxicity within bottling up uh, emotions and all that yeah. leads to is it, it's got to explode. So um, I, I'm really happy to hear that, that uh, the community has had that, that impact on you because yeah. uh, that's super powerful. And, and that's, so much more important, like we've talked about this whole time, than anything physical. We haven't really hardly yeah. talked about physical, and yeah, to me, that's the the most important, or that's that's great. Yeah, and I think another part that like really impacted me because I again kind of going back to the low self esteem, like because of the divorce and the miscarriage and everything, like I felt so unworthy. And even though I was hearing things from other people, like you're so positive or you're doing great, like inside I was so empty that I just I just didn't fucking care I just didn't care right. about anything um so it was the other part that really impacted me was when I took that side-by-side -side photo that I showed you guys um and seeing the difference physically because kind of like how you mentioned when you yeah. finally looked up in the mirror and you noticed something different like that's how I felt too because to get to that point where I'd lost like that um, like the body fat percentage and everything to get to that point, knowing what I had gone through really was like an aha moment for me, because it's like, I can get through anything as long as I have the right people with me. And so that's why I just like, I, I, I was telling, uh, Alex, that's like, if I didn't have any time and you and like, you know, whatever it was, like, I just, I wouldn't get to where I am. I wouldn't be able to tell myself that I'm fucking strong. I am, I'm good enough. I am, I, you know, like I can, I can put, I can put myself out there and be open and create a safe space for other people to know that they're not alone in their journey. Right. Um, Cause when you're in those moments, you feel so alone. Right. And, and I, and I, I can't, um, I can empathize, but can't, can't relate to that situation. Right. But that's what we we are so great at um, yeah. is just feeling 
alone and, and lonely, but mm-hmm. it's just through opening that door a tiny bit to Jen, then you, you open it up so much more to all the love that can yeah. pour, pour in. Uh, I'm a huge fantasy nerd and love movies and Lord of the Rings and Star Wars yeah. and all of those and Harry Potter and all of those that the take home good versus evil is love conquers, right? Yeah. Uh, love. I have really found, uh, is really powerful, uh, yeah. and can offset so, so many negatives. And, uh, it's really important for me to appreciate people because people aren't great at appreciating other people. Uh, yeah. and then it turns into like, if I don't, uh, then I'm not going to appreciate or, or think positively about myself. So it all, and it all goes back to just that momentum. Like yeah. I, I get sucked into the negative or I can create that positive to, or engage with the positive that then gives me that momentum going forward. So, yeah. uh, thanks for letting us, thanks for sticking with us. And, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it was always kind of like what Pranny had brought up in our episode. It's like, what would Pat do? It's, it was one of those kind of things. Cause it's like, even I, I text you now, even sometimes and I'm like, my mental headspace is not there, but it's like, if I show up, I know I'm going to feel 10 times better afterwards. So it's like right. not only a promise to myself, but also to our community. Um, and that that in and of itself is huge because I haven't found anything like that since I had left uh, my previous gym, Horsepower. So that that's what I was always nervous about too, is finding some uh, another community that would be accepting and that would be uplifting and help us, um, help me get through whatever it is I needed to get through in and out of the gym. Um. Uh, I think, uh, Tommy could really relate. Tommy shared, uh, very similarly, uh, that he, um, uh, was training at Los for a really long yeah. time and, and that it was hard for him after COVID to, to come back. And, and some of that is that I think the, the fear of like the, let, let me get hurt again. Like let, when I open yeah. myself up to other people in that unknown, um, that is the, the chance where I could get stabbed in the heart or where something yeah. could traumatic could happen. And uh, one thing I've thought a lot about, and it's very important for me to, to uh, in training sessions, be inclusive and have a welcoming environment is yeah. it can really take a lot of positive experiences to create that momentum to where it's like, I feel good about myself. But if we yeah. have one bad workout, one bad experience, mm-hmm. we're great at, at running away. So yeah. Um, uh, um, the fact that you open yourself up and then still stuck through uh, when you had that chance where it's like, now I could close, close this back yeah. off. Um, I bet that you have much stronger relationships now with, with everyone at the gym uh, than yeah. you did a year ago because of a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, like I, and it was to the point where I like, now it's like, I can text someone and be like, I'm feeling like shit, you know, it's, and it, and it's yeah. through those experiences. When that was probably so hard before. Oh, it was so hard. Like yeah. I was, it was, it was very hard for me to open up to anyone in general. Cause that was just, again, that's how I, that was my upbringing. Um, but it, through that, you know, and like now I've become really good friends with you guys and it's and that I will forever be grateful for, because again, there's some times where you just, you need that outsider's perspective to help you realize that you can be okay. Like, yeah, you will be okay. Exactly but, right. A um, little pat so, on the back goes a long way. Yeah, no, it really does. And uh, a and a hug too. Yeah, I so I I I remember. I think 
I was talking to Jen and she was like, do, do you want to hug? I'm like, if you, if you hug me right now at this point, I know I am going to ball to the point where like, I won't be able to drive home because it's like, I'm just going to have like tears streaming. So, but I, I, yeah, I do appreciate everything. And, um, I appreciate you sharing your story too here because, um, I think a lot of people can learn that even health coaches and trainers, uh, they have their own, they have their own stories to get to where they are today. And I think that's so important to know that um, no one comes off right up off the bat of their fitness journey being like, it happened overnight. And, you know, it, it takes yeah. years of experience um, or it takes years of um, different, I guess, uh, not experiences, but I can't think of the word that I'm trying to think of, but it just, it just, it takes time. It, it takes time to get to where you are. And I think it's going to be one of those things where you're, you just are going to continue to elicit passion for people um, within themselves and empower them to be, uh, you know, stronger than they really realize. And I still have that bracelet to that day, uh, to this day that you gave me that I'm stronger than I think, because it is, it really takes a village to help you through some of the toughest shit in your life. <laughs> Absolutely. And that, like, I can't, I can take the smallest bit of credit that I hand, but that's a, that's a crony. That's a good old crony. He get, I got a big uh, bag of those bracelets in my, in my desk because yeah. crony, uh, crony gave them to me to, to give out. Um, and that message, uh, part of what I love about superhero movies and all those movies is some of the messages within them can be so impactful. Like, yeah, uh, almost all of them are that you're stronger than you think you are. One of the other bracelets is the Spider-Man quote with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Um, I still, of, I still get teary eyed at that one because of uncle Ben. <laughs> right. Uh, but it's, it's so good. Um, and it like reflecting on things like that has really helped me continue to to push through when you, when you don't, want to yeah. um because that there's always those days when when you may not feel like it or or where life is going to thrust upon you yeah. like like your last year a lot of uh, trials and and tribulations yeah. but with that group around you but uh even with that group it's it's due to like i, I really want you to take feel good about that you asked for that support like you had it there but you had yeah. to accept accept that help, which is, which is so hard. Um, yeah. and just like anything new, the first time's the hardest, like, mm -hmm. uh, we've talked about cold showers and things like that. Um, uh, one thing that I really focus on is engaging with things that do make me uncomfortable because for most of my life, I was great at procrastinating, great mm -hmm. at quitting things, great at self-sabotaging. And especially when it was anything that made me uncomfortable. And now it's, do the things that you're afraid of. Uh, and it's always worse in your head. It's always worse right before. And once you've done it once, it's a little bit easier. So once you ask for that yeah. help one time, now you're, you're way more, more open to um, ask for it. And now you're even better equipped to, to help people. Yeah. Uh, no, and Because uh, of that acceptance. Yeah. And I, I think one of my favorite quotes moving forward from after talking to my friend in one of these episodes is her thing of, uh, of life now is to do it scared is what she says. She's like, that's my new favorite quote. And I'm like, that's a great quote because a lot of the times we tend to be complacent and not want to branch out because it's not comfortable. As you said, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's the unknown. 
Um, but if we go in doing it scared and sometimes you have to get uncomfortable to get comfortable. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's great. And that's a great point. Um, but I think that's a great point to end on because I feel like if we continue talking, I may cry more and I just. <laughs> hey, I that would I be, that, <laughs> I, I get it, but that would be expressing those things. Yeah. Have you seen the movie, in, uh, since we're talking movies, or I'm the one talking movies, uh, have you seen the movie Inside Out, the Pixar movie? Oh my gosh, I absolutely love that movie. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies ever. Such and, a great movie. That you have to, you have to be sad to be happy is yes. like the big piece of it. Or we have through sadness, are we actually able to appreciate it? So, um, yeah. uh, if it if it means you you cry a little bit more, I think it it's all good. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, thank you again for joining me. But I like to end uh, my episodes with a lightning round. I'm sure as you've heard. Um, I know. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I'm ready for whatever this okay. may be. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. If you could be any animal, what would you be? Oh, that one is a good one. Um, uh, that's probably changed for me so much over my life. I feel like so many guys are, are lions at, at certain points. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd want to be, uh, I'll say a, a peregrine falcon. Something that's great oh. at observing. Like I know they're okay. they're the fastest bird, but I think they also have the best uh, eyesight. One thing that that being a trainer has really helped me with is actually yeah. observing is observing people and observing behavior. Mm -hmm. When we're in an uncomfortable spot, when you're working out really hard, yeah. you're not met. You you take all masks off. Like everyone yep. loses that that perfect version of themselves, and and we actually get to see the body language, the way people act. Mm -hmm. um, not at like at perfect. I think the way David Goggins says it is you can't dissect anything at perfect temperature. You got to freeze yeah. that shit or something yeah. is what he'd yeah. say. You got to make it suffer. Um, <laughs> so whatever animal which would allow me to really observe the world, I would want. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, favorite movie? Uh, all time, uh, Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. Uh, in recent years, Whiplash. You ever seen the the jazz drumming movie? No. Oh wait, is that with um Miles Teller? Yeah, and J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Super gosh. intense. It's so intense, and it's so funny because at first I'm like, "Why am I going to watch a guy drum?" <laughs> but it, yeah. it is. It's it's a very it's good movie. Incredibly compelling, and as a coach, it's I I really enjoy watching it because the the uh, J.K. Simmons his style of leading and coaching is, is so opposite of anything that I would do. But, yeah. um, uh, and I think a lot of people's takeaway from that movie is that by like being really hard, like one of the lines he has in it is the, the two most destructive words in English language are good job. Um, yeah. and it's just, I'm going to tear you the fuck down. And if yeah. you are great, you stand up to that and you, you rise to that greatness. Yeah. Um, and that's what most people, but my interpretation is that despite that it's more about what one individual will go through to still pursue that greatness, that it's despite the being torn down and, and things like that, um, that it's not due to good coaching or good leadership or whatever the guy does. It's yeah. Despite all of that, that he had the internal drive um, to overcome that. And then yeah. the, the last scene always blows me away. Yeah. That's a, that is a phenomenal movie. Uh, favorite color? Uh, black. 
Is that technically, I mean. <laughs> uh, we could say. Is it technically the absence well. of, is it the absence of color or is it all the colors? I can't remember. I always get, I always get confused. I get those confused. I think it's the absent because I always, it always blew my mind that white was every color. I yeah. Think, oh yeah. yeah. Cause it's like, you'd think all of them. Yeah. Mixed together. Okay. Uh, yeah. that's okay. Mine's like, I like black too. Uh, favorite food. Uh, pretty easy for me. Classic. You'd probably guess steak. <laughs> you are not the only one that said that. Uh, it's funny <laughs> that, that, yeah. so two of my girlfriends that I did strongman with, uh, on my episodes also said steak. <laughs> and that was like our meal before, before the competition was a huge steak. There um, you go. Tasty. I got it planned for dinner tonight. I think. Nice. Nice. Uh, if you hidden or do you have a hidden talent? And if so, what would it be? Uh, it's really hard. I can't demo it, but I can circle breathe. Um, What's that's like with jazz breathe? musicians. It's I can exhale and inhale at the same time. Oh, uh, so when I played the bagpipe, yeah. so one of, I guess it ties into that. I'm a, I was a competitive bagpiper, so I can yeah. play the bagpipes, but the chanter, yeah. a lot of times uh, it's famous for like jazz musicians will do it like playing the saxophone so that it they yeah. never have to lose the stream yeah uh, so when you play the bagpipe you you squeeze the bag so you don't have to worry about circle breathing or anything yeah um but what i can do is you fill your your cheeks uh-huh. big puffy cheeks uh, yeah. with air and you slowly squeeze it together which allows you to then inhale oh, um, interesting. so that the sound never stops you don't have to take your lips off to, to, to take a breath oh so it's like you don't hear that breath like Correct. Okay. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, what does a person need to be happy? Um, that is so tough. Uh, I think it very much depends on the person. Um, I would say people need some stillness to be happy. Uh, we get so Mm -hmm. caught up because in those moments are when we're able to to get some reflection and, and have that, that honest self-assessment, which can lead to um, some of that, that positive self-esteem and things like that. I think it, it really boils down to how you feel about yourself um, because no physical thing, no material thing can do it. There's plenty of rich yeah. people uh, who are unhappy and there are plenty of destitute people who are the happy, who are incredibly happy. And I think it really boils down to, how you feel about yourself. And for me, I found that in moments of stillness, uh, I can really reflect on those things. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, that's also something I think a lot of people don't really think about because especially these days, it's like always go, go, go. Um, and right. just to sit back and take a moment to yourself is, is a lot mm-hmm. more impactful than you'd realize. Right. Uh, first celebrity crush. I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Probably same as like every guy my age, uh, Jessica Alba. Actually, Cronie's. They were the same age. Uh, so Cronie, no. Cronie goes. I don't know. Probably one of the blonde chicks in a, a Bond movie. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I don't know if yeah. she ever was, but yeah. uh, um, of course, blonde yeah. Bond. I know. So that's why. Yeah, that's why I was like laughing. Um, and then my friend's actually was my favorite. She said, don't judge me, but it was Kid Rock. I was like, oh, God. Really? <laughs> yeah. She was like, shut up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, hey, you know, I, I, we everyone has their everyone. own. Yeah. yeah. Uh, toilet paper roll over or under? 
Uh, over. Has okay. to be over. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, what would be, in your eyes, your most humbling experience? Um, uh, becoming what it meant to accept to, um, becoming a dad, I would say, uh, having Theodore, but really the, um, months beforehand as Bunny was pregnant, like the, Mm -hmm. the acceptance, um, that I underwent or like the, the change in my mindset that came with accepting that, uh, my life was going to be different. Yeah. Um, Theodore, Theodore was a surprise and, and I, it was very important for me to be a present dad. And at mm-hmm. 25, that very much meant a lot of my life is needing to change. And that was, yeah. was quite humbling, but all that, that if I, besides keto, that was the most transformative part of my life. Yeah. Um, what is one of the, or what it would be your dream vacation spot or what's on your bucket list to go to? Um, anything mountains related, uh, um, I, I'm, I'm, uh, very pronounced mountains oversea type person. I'm super go, go, even saying stillness. So actually mm-hmm. places in the mountains is where I can be very active and still achieve that, that feeling of stillness. There's something, yeah. uh, so cool about being in that environment. We were in Montana over Labor Day. Um, and that would be uh, really cool to be back. But if it's like a bucket list, someplace that I, I've never been, um, I'd really like to climb Mount Kilimanjaro someday. Nice. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Maybe not everyone's idea of vacation, but that's my idea. No, I mean, I'm planning to climb Mount Fuji. So <laughs> are you? When is that? Have uh, you planned? Yeah. So Alex and I, uh, because of everything that we've been going through, together as friends like throughout the past year um we're like you know what like once we're done with everything um and you know a few years from now we want to go to Japan one two get katanas (laughs) and then hell yes and then and then three uh climb Mount Fuji together and just uh yeah so that's kind of like our goal because like we're like you know what we can just be travel buddies and like Hey, go yeah. uh, go travel places. So yeah, so that's kind of our goal. So Mount Fuji, yeah. it is. <laughs> so there you go. I like um, it. What would be a song that best describes your life right now? Uh, um, I'm so bad with like song names and things like that. Uh, you know, I'm drawn like a blank Stairway to Heaven. How about that? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good classic too. Uh, okay. Uh, superpowers. What would, or if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Um, control time. Something like like pause time, go back and something like that. Uh, I've really, I've, uh, really found, and I'm not by at all the first person to find this, but time's the only real non-renewable resource that we have in this world. If I can pause time, then I don't need this to fast travel or anything like that. You can yeah. just enjoy where you're at. That's a good point. Uh, what would be one word to describe your first impression of me? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> do I want to be meaner or not? I would say loud. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. I am a loud person. I'm, I'm yeah. accepting it. Loud, that. Don't worry. fun, engaging. Yeah. Um, 
And then the last one is kind of my favorite one is what is a word, what would be word of advice that you would give to today's youth? Hmm. Uh, that is a great question. Um, try scary things, I think. Try the things that uh, make you feel uncomfortable. Um, and that could could be interpreted into to negative things, I think. But there were so many things that I, I um, and this is where I guess I'm of two minds. I'm really grateful for the the way that I've taken my whole life to, mm -hmm. to get here, the positives and and all the negatives. Um, so I, I really avoided so much of my life as a kid, the things that that made me uncomfortable that that I could say I wish that I had done differently, but I wouldn't be me if I if I had yeah. done it differently. But um, I think engaging with um, adventure, with things that that make you feel uncomfortable, that that are going to push you um, to, uh, I'm just saying uncomfortable a lot, but to get out of that comfort zone, um, whether it's get outside, uh, whether it's um, talk to a new person, get uncomfortable. Good one. Well, thank you again, Pat, for joining me today. It was yeah. Thanks for having me. That it was, was a lot of I, fun. I mean, I've I've known your story a little bit, but not really like diving deep into it and in, like pivotal moments. Um, so I appreciate that you were the first one to make me cry. So, <laughs> I but in a good for, way, in a good feeling, way. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for feeling comfortable enough yeah. to to share and because uh, yeah, I I really appreciate you sh you sharing that. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I did not know the full context of, I remember very clearly when, when Jen called me to, to tell me, yeah. um, a little bit what you're going through, but I did not know, um, fully. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a hard moment for me. Um, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't know if, if I hadn't thrown up everything, um, cause I had taken a bunch of pills and drank, um, on an empty yeah. stomach. If I, if I had not thrown up and if my body told me that this was not good for me, I, I probably would have not, I it would, I would have been gone because, yeah. um, yeah. So I'm, I'm grateful that I am now living and can share my experience and can help others. So that's exactly right. That's the only way I can look at it, but, uh, Very thank you true. again. We'll have fun with the monster trucks and yeah, well, we're going to get out in the, it's, it's been snowing. So we got oh, fresh, is it? Uh, fresh powder. Yeah. Oh. At least up here in golden Valley. Okay, well, we'll see, what, we'll see what happens. I'm sure Scout's going to love it because he likes to climb up on the mountains <laughs> or like the little hills. Good. So, yeah, they, they they are like mountains right now. Yeah, exactly. The snow is how yeah. much it's stacked up. Yeah, actually, exactly. Well, I will see you tomorrow at uh, seven. <laughs> Sounds good. Exactly right. right. See ya. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.